Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Dripping black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show produced from East Tennessee, dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve regional foods, Appalachian food traditions, and Tennessee agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. And today we are setting the table with our little friends, the pollinators, and honeybees, and ways that we can help protect them. We visit today with two families who raise bees in East Tennessee, Dee and Jim Brown, who own and run Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee, and they've raised bees for over 40 years now. We also visit with Coley and Judy O'Dell, who own and run Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Maryville, Tennessee. And they've taught all kinds of people how to raise bees and care for bees. And they produce all kinds of honey and value-added products. And they also have their own self-serve honey stand. And we'll also visit with Vernon Wilson and Larry Skidmore, a farmer and a beekeeper from the Greenback Farmer's Market, which takes place on Tuesdays at the Old Train Depot in Greenback, Tennessee. Mary D.D. Constantine, the happily retired former food editor from the Knoxville News Sentinel, will share a recipe with us today for chipotle almond butter with honey. And we hear from our friend Fred Sausman from Johnson City with his potluck radio series. And on this series today, we get to hear about hot slaw from Polk County, Tennessee. And I want to say thank you so much for your good company. And I really, really appreciate you tuning in. Hope your day's going well. And how about we go down there to Louisville, Tennessee, and first visit with East Tennessee growers Dee and Jim Brown. And as mentioned, they are owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee, and they rarely miss setting up their display of homegrown culinary herbs and plants each Saturday at the Miraville Farmer's Market, downtown Miraville, Tennessee. And they're also two of the people who helped get that market started way back in 2006. And like I mentioned, Dee and Jim have raised bees for over 40 years now. And some of the things that they'll let us know about how important these little critters are to all of us and ways that we can help attract these pollinators and help to protect them, including plants that we can plant, seeds that we can use to help the bees, and how the weed killers and bug killers that are used both commercially and residentially can really hurt these pollinators. And you see the bumper sticker out there that says, No Farmers, No Food. And 
it makes sense to have a bumper sticker that says no pollinators, no food. Well, Jim and Dee, good to see y'all again. Good, good to see you, Amy. Amy. We sure do have a big problem with our honeybees, and, and I know that you all know a lot about it. Will you talk with us about that today? Well, yes, I'd like to. Thank uh, you. We, We've been beekeepers, uh, Dee and I, and uh, Dee's father, Gerald, for close to 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we uh, we really try to keep up with what's going on. And uh, we've had as many as 20 hives, which is about all we could handle. And now we're down to two. And we've had problems the last several years uh, about keeping the bees. We'd have honey in the hive, but we wouldn't have any bees. And we just... And that was happening to a lot of uh, other local beekeepers around, so we were wondering, you know, wh- what's going on. So uh, now we're trying to figure out uh, uh, some things, and, and it's become a problem nationally. Uh, I saw a thing on TV the other day where nearly 40% of all the bees in this country, uh, the uh, honeybees, have, uh, are gone now. And that's just within the last few years. So... Uh, I've been reading articles, and it's been getting a lot more national attention, which is good, about what some of the problems are. It, it's it's more than just one thing; it's a combination of things. We've got a lot of, we've got the best beekeeping association in the state in Blount County. Uh, I guess that's my opinion, but we, it's a big group too. Uh, but I belonged to, uh, to that for nearly forty years. We have, and. Uh, I brought up topics. I, I I don't use any chemicals on my bees. I'm organic. When we first started, that's what we did. We didn't use anything, and everything was great. And then uh, we had started having a mite problem, and they said we we'd have to use chemicals and different uh, things that that you order and put in your hives, and or we wouldn't have any bees. And they haven't helped me any more than when I didn't have use anything. So now we're not using anything at all. Uh, on our bees and uh, they made it through the winter pretty good this year but I think the uh, some of the things are just look at our lifestyles now now uh, in 1945 uh, was when the honeybee population was at its largest in the United States and since then we've we have half that many honeybees and uh, part of that is from our culture. Uh, now uh, we've cleared off a lot of land and put subdivisions, and we're using uh, chemicals to kill all the weeds around, and uh, that's that's working on what the honeybees are using. And also, we're we're growing big, huge crops of soybeans or big, huge crops of uh, uh, corn, and the honeybees don't even work those crops, and in uh, instead of uh, a farmer used to back in the 40s and 50s, they would grow several different crops. And then your honeybees would work th- those crops that were coming in as well. So that's been a problem. Uh, one of the big problems are chemicals. Uh, neonicotinoids they're called. Uh, uh, they're in 80% of all the seeds in the world are used neonicotinoids. And it's a nicotine product. And it's kill. It gets it's systemic and it gets into the plant, and it, the whole plant is toxic. And the bees will get on the get the pollen, or the, even when it rains, they might get some of the water with them. And uh, it, it messes up their navigation system. They can't find their way back, or they'll bring some back, and and some of the other bees will get a hold of it. And and you get in your hive, and you don't have any bees. 
and you, and you got plenty of honey and then what happened to the bees so there's a lot of research in that going on right now and some of the countries in europe have, have banned neonicotinoids altogether and there's a couple of states that are working on that too washington and oregon uh where they're they have a, a you know of course apples which has to be pollinated with bees that's a big big thing out there so they're they're looking into that about uh, uh doing away with with those kind of chemicals so we know that's a combination of what's going on uh so it's a it's a there's a lot of different things uh, that's happened to us over the years and uh hopefully hopefully it's getting enough attention that uh, uh that we can do something about, about our our situation because if everybody uh, realizes it you're paying a whole lot more for honey than you used to <laughs> it's very expensive yes sir You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we are visiting with Dee and Jim Brown, owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. Our topic today is the honeybee and pollinators and how we can help these critters. And next, Jim shares with us some tips on how we can help our local honeybees survive. For people that are listening, and concerned about the honeybees and want to do as much as they can, what are some things that can help? Well, you can buy organic plants. Uh, there's a lot of people around that sell them now. Uh, we do, ours are organic. Uh, you can get organic seeds. There's some good seed companies that, that, that are still putting seeds out there that aren't uh, GMO'd or, or anything else. Uh, they're just organic. And seed, it's, uh, one place that we buy seeds from lots of times is Johnny's Seeds. They're out of Maine. It's still a good family organization. Uh, I think there's a place in Asheville we've looked at, uh, So True Seeds. Uh, they're organic and they're local. Uh, and there's a Seed Savers Exchange. There's a lot that you still can go to, but, but be aware uh, you know, of, of, of what's going on about your seeds. And, uh, of course, there, there are our, our uh, plants that you can buy that are organic a lot of your nurseries are starting to sell more of them so that's a good thing too why does it matter if it's organic or not in the plant do they still pollinate it well they do pollinate it but it's just uh it, it builds up in the bees lots of times it just depends you don't know what what's been sprayed on them and if it's organic or you know the, the farmer or the or the grower then you know what's in your plant and uh, a lot of these things if, if, if you just think about it if, if these things affect a little tiny honeybee, these neonicotinoids, some of these other insecticides, affect them to where they can't navigate or they can't remember how to get back, what's it going to do to us, uh, humans, that are ingesting a lot of the same stuff in fast foods and things that come from other countries uh, like that? So, I mean, over the long period of time, uh, we've got to be affected just like the honeybees. So that's why it's good to get organic, grow your own. Uh, that's the best thing if you can have a small garden and grow a lot of your own uh, plants, uh, lettuces and, and, and tomatoes, uh, stuff like that are very easy to grow in a small containers or small area. And you've got it and you know what it, what's in it and mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot healthier for you. You can also, uh, of course, buy organic food. Uh, our farmer's market uh, sells a lot of, of food that's uh, don't don't use any insecticides or fertilizers uh chemicals it's becoming a bigger a bigger deal now uh there's 
So if you can do that, it, it supports the farmers. It, it helps them uh, remain uh, uh, true and, and, and stay organic and not use all these pesticides and herbicides. And it lets them diversify and grow other products besides just soybeans and corn and, and cotton and things like that. Well, absolutely. You can, of course, not use uh, uh, any kind of chemical uh, sprays on your plants or anything around them, uh, like Roundup and stuff like that. Uh, if you need, if you have a problem with something being chewed on in the garden, you can always use a row cover. Floating row cover works. Uh, we have to put that especially around our uh, eggplant because uh, a lot of little mites and stuff like to chew on the leaves of the eggplant, but it, all we do is put the row cover over it so they can't get to it. And also, uh, there are some things that you can use, like an, uh, an insecticidal soap, which is just a soap, and it's organic. Uh, if you have to have a problem, especially with house plants, if they get uh, aphids or something like that, and it, all that does is coat the, uh, the, the pest on because they breathe through their skin, and that kind of smothers them. And it's perfectly organic, perfectly safe, and you can just, you know, of course, wash them. Uh, but you, a lot of plants that you don't have, they can take a lot of loss, leaves, uh, losing leaves and chewed up before they're really hurt. So you don't have to just first sight of seeing something, go jump and, and grab the spray bottle. So just, that, that's one thing. You can plant plants that are beneficial to honeybees, especially uh, since we're an herb farm. We know that, that certain herbs like anise hyssop is very good for, for uh, honeybees. Thyme. Uh, has a lot of flowers that the bees like to work. Basil, there's mints, of course, and of course lots of flowers that that are out there that they they like to work. You know, coneflower is a good one. Uh, but things like that, you can you can go on on site on the website of, uh, on, on internet anymore and just call up uh, plants, beneficial plants for honeybees, and they have a huge long list of different plants that they like. So that's one thing that you could do, plant up, and they're pretty in the garden, and they're nice, and, and you can use them. So that's, that's another thing that you can do. Well, Jim, thank you for helping us know how we can better help with this problem with our honeybees. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we have just heard from Dee and Jim Brown, owners and operators of Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. Our topic today is the honeybee and pollinators and how we can all help these little critters. And I've also placed links to Honey Rock Herb Farm and Smoky Ridge Apiaries and resources and information how to help the honeybees and where to buy local honey on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Up next is Judy and Coley O'Dell, beekeepers and honey producers who own and run Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Maryville, Tennessee. They helped a great deal back in 2006 as well to get the Maryville Farmers Market started. They're really kind people and work hard to raise bees and help other people know how to raise bees and take care of their hives and how to process honey and all that. And Judy also makes a wide variety of value-added products such as beeswax candles and lip balm and shampoo and soap and made out of their beeswax. 
And I put pictures of that on the podcast notes as well on my website. Let's hear from Judy and Coley right now. Coley and Judy, I'm seeing this neat little um, thing in your yard that says Local Honey, a big sign. What is that? That is a self-service honey stamp. Uh, It's open 24 hours a day. It's on the honor system. Uh, We've got everything priced. You just pick out what you want, drop money in the slot, and go on your merry way. Well, all right. And uh, we keep it stocked. Uh, I have seen times I've had to stock it twice a week. That's a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will say this. I've done a lot of research. This is the only self-service honey stand in the state of Tennessee. And I'm I'm serious about that. That's all right. Well, the state apris told us that he'd been around several, several, several places in the states. Well, he tried. He he travels the whole state. And he's never seen a self-service honey stand. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. We've just heard from Judy and Coley O'Dell, owners of Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Maryville, Tennessee, and the people behind that self-serve honey stand that you may have spied up on the hill on the right. If you're headed out going to Lenore City, they've got a big sign that says Local Honey. And that is if you're headed out from Maryville on 321. And also, I wanted to mention a note about their business hours and COVID safety. Beginning July 1st, their business hours are 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And while their self-serve honey stand, located outside in the front yard, is real easy to be mindful of social distancing with all that, their converted front porch, where people usually shop for their value-added products during COVID, they ask that if you do come by the store, if you by chance are not able to order from their online store, they certainly want to take care of their customers, but still want to be careful and ask that people wear a mask in the store. And Judy wanted me to let you know that if someone wants to order something on that online store, they'll have it ready the next day if possible. I've placed links to their Facebook page and their website on my site, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And up next, we visit with two people from the Greenback Farmers Market. We'll talk with Vernon Wilson of Wilson Farms. He and his wife, Donna Wilson, can be found at both the Maryville Farmers Market and the Greenback Farmers Market. And Vernon has farmed all his life in the area of Blount County, Tennessee, off of 129, and you might have seen his late model red Chevy truck with his big sign on it that says Sweet Taters. And in the late summer, that sign gets changed out to say Okra in big, gigantic red letters. And we'll also get to visit with a really nice fella who keeps bees and sells wildflower honey at the Greenback Farmer's Market. His name is Larry Skidmore of Hilltop Honey. So let's visit with them now. Hi. 
what and sir i've seen you a long time can you tell me your name and the name of your farm it's wilson farm i'm barman wilson me and my wife donna wilson and we've been out here for several years i've seen you around i've seen your red truck with the big okra sign on yeah. it yeah i'm down at brick mail and greenback and just about every time you turn around you'll see me <laughs> even stop at a gas station and they said there's okra man <laughs> Well, and I saw that you won the Ugly Vegetable Contest over at the Blount County Library. Tell me about that. Yes, my granddaughter took that picture in, and she she won first place on it. And, uh, you know, she uh, done pretty good. I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of vegetable was it? It was a tomato. It was a heirloom, heirloom tomato and stuff. And uh, I don't know whether that was a Cherokee purple that came out like that or another one of the heirlooms, you know, that we, we grow. Well, tell me about your, your farm. Where is it located? It's down off of 129, what they call the Dragon now. It's about four miles down between it and Indian Warpath. Uh. And it's where we was born and raised. Uh, we've been there about all our life, uh, the garden, and then we moved over off the Morganton Road towards Greenback. Okay. Yeah. And um, what markets can you be found at during uh, the season? In, uh, the Marble Market. Greenback Market and then Brick Mill and then uh, 321 Parkway and uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what kind of things y'all grow. Well mostly I grow specialize in like sweet taters I've got what they call a triple sweet sweet tater it's not a stringy tater uh, the okra, tomatoes uh, cucumber squash, just about everything you know. I do grow corn and watermelons but the deers and the coyotes and the turkeys likes all that better than that, so I've got a lot of pickers down there, the deer and the turkeys. Your name one more time. It's Vernon Wilson and Donna Wilson. She's being all shy, but yeah. I have to say that she's probably a pretty integral yeah, she's part a, of this. she's a foreman. Well, Vernon and Donna, thank you for sparing a little time. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, what is your name, sir? My name is Larry Skidmore. And you look like you've got some pretty honey. Well, thank you. I, I think it's very pretty, but I'm partial, I guess. <laughs> if I went to all that, I would be too. Yeah. Where's the honey gathered from? I live about five miles down the road here from downtown, beautiful downtown Greenback, and uh, live on Nest Lane. So this is about as local as you can get if you live in the area. And uh, are you a, a person that belongs to that Blunt County Beekeepers Association? I am a member. Yes, I am. Well, it's a hobby that I enjoy. Yes. And uh, it, it's not work to me. It's fun. Yes. So uh, I really enjoy it. Where can people find your honey to buy it? I'm here at the Farmer's Market in Greenback every Tuesday. Oh. And that's about the only place that I go unless somebody, you know, from church or an acquaintance or a neighbor wants some honey, then they buy it from me. But you can find me here every Tuesday if I've got honey to sell. I usually, I'm usually here until I sell out. Well, it sure is some good looking honey. And you know, if we didn't have bees, we wouldn't have food. That's true. Have you been troubled at all by disease or anything with your bees? Or? I've had a few hives uh, that didn't make it through the winter so mm -hmm. and that's not uncommon for beekeepers nowadays most everybody 
Uh, that's in the bees, loses some hives over the winter occasionally. And because of mites and, uh, you know, various problems. So it's not unusual for that to happen. And I've got about seven hives right now. And, and this honey, we call it spring wildflower because there's so many things blooming right now. Blackberry, uh, poplar trees just went out. Persimmons are blooming. Blackberry, I said blackberry. Clover. So uh, I, if I had to guess, I would say this is mostly clover and poplar, but you don't know for sure, so you just call it spring wildflower. It sure <laughs> is good-looking honey. That sounds like that's a spring wildflower sounds nice, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I think that's a good name. We all need a little more spring wildflower in our lives. That's true. Yes. Well, it sure is a good thing to talk with you. And once again, your name and, and your product. Larry Skidmore and with Hilltop Honey from Greenback, Tennessee. Very good to talk with you, sir. Nice talking to you. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've just heard from Vernon Wilson and Larry Skidmore, a farmer and a beekeeper. And you can find them on Tuesdays at the Greenback Farmer's Market, beginning at 10 in the Old Train Depot in Greenback, Tennessee. And I have placed a link to this farmer's market on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com. And I also wanted to make mention of this great organization, the Blunt County Beekeepers Association. Uh, they have a very active Facebook site and virtual visiting speakers during COVID, and they offer a lot of helpful information and education, and they help people learn how to raise bees. I've also put a link to their organization at my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And up next, let's hear from our friend Fred Saussman in his Potluck Radio series today on Hot Slaw from Polk County. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Polk County in southeast Tennessee is known for outdoor recreation on the Ocoee River and in the Cherokee National Forest, but it also has a more obscure calling card, Hot Slaw. It's cabbage, chopped very fine, almost like relish, and it's spicy and yellow, and it doesn't look very appetizing uh, when you first see it, but it's got a bite. Meg Guy grew up eating hot slaw, a specialty of Watson's Grocery in Benton, Tennessee. It was the only grocery store we had in any of the small towns right there on that side of the county, and that was the store we went to as kids, and we would always buy that stuff for picnics or especially, you know, hot dog suppers or weenie roasts or that sort of thing. It's great with hot dogs. That's also my family's favorite way of eating it. Good on barbecue or as a side with barbecue. You can just put a spoonful of it on your plate and eat plain. Cabbage, mustard, mayonnaise, and pickled jalapenos are the ingredients for Polk County hot slaw, along with the all-important brine from the pepper jars. 
Polk County hot slaw has a distinct flavor that's unlike any other slaw because of the jalapenos and especially that sweet, salty, spicy brine. As far as I know, Polk County is the only place to find this kind of hot slaw. Um, I know people from surrounding counties come, so Bradley County, McMinn County, Monroe County, you know, they come specifically to Polk County to get hot slaw because it's the only place they can find it. My parents had let me know that they had been buying it at the local grocery store, I mean, we're a one-stoplight town and one grocery store town, you know, small grocery store, that they'd been buying it for over 40 years. I'm Fred Sausman. And how about we hear from Mary D.D. Constantine, the happily retired food editor for the Knoxville News Sentinel. She is raising grandbabies and loving on rescued basset hounds and just having a really good time. She's got this recipe for chipotle almond butter with honey. It's amazing to watch beekeepers gather their honey. They get all dressed up in that protective garb. They grab a beehive smoker to ward off the worker beans. And then they remove the supers that are heavy with honey. It's an art form of such that's risky, but oh, so sweet with reward. Sadly, beekeepers are seeing their harvest dwindle year after year. Local beekeeper Doug Slocum said his harvest was down approximately 1,300 pounds from a couple of years ago. And a recent report stated that 70% of the state's honeybee population has been lost over the winter. The cause of this reduction is attributed to everything from mites to the use of pesticides. The reality is, if we continue to lose our honeybee population, what will pollinate our fruits and vegetables? I don't have all the answers but I do have a more profound awareness of the importance that tiny bee hovering over the dandelion has on my food. If you're a lover of honey, I urge you to consider the weed killers and other pesticides that you might be using on your lawn and shrubs. In the meantime, this recipe for chipotle almond butter will provide a sweet diversion from my otherwise dreary message. To make it, you need two cups of almonds, unsalted preferred, one teaspoon of chipotle powder, a half a teaspoon of salt, and three tablespoons of honey. Now, add the two cups of almonds to your food processor, and you have to process it for literally 10 to 15 minutes until you get the smoothness that you prefer. Scrape down the sides as you go. Add the chipotle powder and the salt and process a little bit longer. Then remove the nut butter from the food processor bowl and stir in the honey by hand. More salt if needed. This makes wonderful sandwiches, but it's even better on saltine crackers. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I-Sunshine.com. 
We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com, and please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.